Welcome to Tracy Cochran's weekly guided meditation at the Hudson River Sangha. Tracy's teachings are given freely. If you'd like to support the teacher and the Sangha, please visit Tracy's website at tracycochran.org. There you'll find ways to donate, and any contribution will be welcome. Enjoy the guided meditation. So just notice how you feel right now without without seeking anything in particular. Notice that you can soften your attention to take in an impression of how you are even before we close our eyes. You can't make space. Make space for yourself. That's how that feels. So, um, on Friday, it was really cold, really cold here. Even by my standards, and I'm from northern New York, so it was really cold. And there was a very high wind, and I set out for our in-person sangha, and there were a very small number of people there. But it had a fairy tale aspect to it that seems like a perfect metaphor for our practice. I set out, it was cold, and it was dark, and I thought maybe I'm crazy to be doing this. And there was a huge tree that was down. I live in a place with lots of trees, um, so I had to drive around the tree, and then another tree. So it had this feeling of going through the dark forest in the cold, not knowing what you'd find at the end, and then emerging into a place of light, of warmth, of friendship. And it, it, it touched me that every time we sit in a certain way, there's a similar journey. And including in this form of sitting, and we we lock on, and maybe we're undecided, should I go, should I not go, maybe look forward to it, but still, there's something that's not yet known. Even if you've had lots of experience meditating, every time we begin, in a sense, it's a little bit of a journey. We have a question. What might happen? So we just sit here. And again and again, the imitation is, it's, it's interesting. I was looking at some ancient Buddhist fable of the Buddha gazing, not a Buddha that we know historically, but an earlier incarnation gazing at his face and very, very drawn to it, this human face, but seeking something greater, mountains, sky, cosmos, and needing to go through this journey, this quest to 
discover what the way they put it in the Saint John tale is that we have a priceless pearl sewn into our clothes. The way people used to sew precious things into their clothes so they wouldn't get robbed on the road. And that pearl, that jewel beyond price, is something so simple. We overlook it again and again. And we can begin to feel it right now. We're, we're sitting, we're looking at our friends, but we're with ourselves and granting ourselves welcome to be just like this, just like this. And notice that sensation is present. You don't have to have complete sensation, but there is a sensation of sitting here. Perceptions are present. Notice that the movement of breath is present. And you can feel that as the rise and fall of the chest or the diaphragm, or as a sensation at your nostrils. But notice this, and if you wish, you can let the eyes close now. Notice that the body is being breathed, that you don't have to push to make this happen. Make space to feel. Uh, the body is breathing, living. Uh, the body is an organism communing with life, with, with the air that it breathes, with the temperature that's present and that you can rest in this life. You don't have to do the breathing. Just notice that you know how to live.
sensation sounds. But notice that there's already an awareness inside that can be with what's happening. And invite yourself to recall the truth Thich Nhat Hanh often spoke of, that this air that you breathe comes from the cosmos, it comes from, from the atmosphere around this planet. And that the, the blood that circulates inside you comes from the ocean, ultimately. Water, moisture. Uh, there are earth elements present, feeling of solidity, touching the earth with our feet, sitting up straight, thanks to our bones, muscles. and opening to recall that there's also fire inside us and little sparks along our synapses and in our brains and the warmth in our body, our life is warm. the result of innumerable little chemical fires inside ourselves. And allow ourselves to rest in knowing that we are part of life, we can't be separate. Earth, air, fire, water. Just noticing how the body breathes all by itself. 
just notice the life inside. And notice that this life, this awareness includes compassion. includes wisdom, not expressed in words, but in energy, vibration, a capacity to just be with, to be with. Notice that just being with ourselves for the space of a breath can bring joy, peace, spaciousness. And notice if a difficult feeling comes up, a difficult sensation or emotion or thought, that this too can be met by the energy of compassion. Not words, but willingness to be with, with patience and care.
And notice that when you get lost, when you get taken by thinking, that's totally natural. It's just like breath. And gently come back to the body and the rhythm of breathing. Noticing how this caring attention makes more space around you. Just rest in the stillness that's full of light, warmth, life. Notice how it feels to be completely acceptable in this field of awareness, cared about, welcomed, every part, thought, feeling, impulse. And notice that acceptance settles us down and opens us up. To life, to the present.
notice how it feels to come out of the isolation of thinking into the present. You can feel like coming out of the darkness into light, warmth, life. Notice how it feels to trust being, just being here for a moment. How it feels to just be aware of the body breathing.
thank you so much for your beautiful practice, for your stillness. It's wonderful that we can share it this way. And we have time now to uh, share questions, observations, comments about this practice. And please feel free to speak. You don't have to raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you. Don't have to be coherent. It never stopped me. You can just share. Tracy. Hi, everyone. Um, I would just like to hear you talk a little bit about um, your experience um, and what you've heard from other folks in terms of how um, a practice uh, can, um, when we dedicate ourselves to a practice, a regular practice, it, it brings about change that we maybe hadn't planned on or um, is actually kind of difficult. <laughs> um, but we don't want to, speaking for me, I don't want to give up the practice. Um, but in some ways it, you know, that greater awareness of, uh, I don't know what to call it, um, just makes me want to be truer to myself. That does, yeah. But, okay, I wasn't coherent, but there you go. <laughs> I think that was very coherent. Um, the more we practice, the more we feel, and the more we see. And, and it's true that we feel things we didn't expect we would feel, and we see things we don't expect to see. And sometimes it can seem like this is not leading to peace. It's leading to a feeling of upheaval or friction or just a lot of bad feelings that I'm getting to feel. And I remember once um, another Buddhist teacher, Joseph Goldstein, <laughs> telling someone at retreat for a long time, it's all bad news <laughs> when you turn the attention up this open feeling, sensing attention to yourself. Or, or as I heard the spiritual teacher, Dave, put it, it's like before a practice, he wouldn't call it practice, he would call it work. It's like seeing cars, like sleek race cars, and, and with, you know, shiny and beautiful. And when you start practicing, it's like seeing cars with hoods up. So you see all the messy bits inside. And it can feel like that. But 
what begins to be clear. First of all, at times like that, it's helpful, very helpful to treat the body like a loving friend. Just turning the attention to the breath, to sensation, to this kind and willing body keeps us alive no matter what. And the second of all, to trust moments. That this is a practice of moments of being willing to be with what's happening. So the practice takes the discipline of remembering to show up, remembering to turn, to see ourselves, to touch in with ourselves, and it takes a willingness to be soft, to relax with. We're not undertaking a practice to torture ourselves. We're undertaking a practice to not abandon ourselves, to turn towards ourselves, to draw closer. Now, here is something that is like the pearl inside the garment. Uh, and I, I, today I was listening to Thich Nhat Hanh on a talk. He talks about the energy of compassion. He was talking to a student who asked him, how can you be present to things that feel unbearable? They're so intense, whether it's physical pain or an emotion or a life challenge that seems unsolvable. How can I be with that? And he very, you know, he speaks with great simplicity. He did speak with great simplicity. We ground ourselves in mindfulness, meaning the simple movement of coming back to the body, to the present moment, establishing ourselves in this awareness that sees, that's with it. And that can begin to create stability and strength. Then up comes some painful either feeling or situation in your life, some conflict or do I even like these people anymore, whatever. I'm not saying what it is for you, but these things that can arise and ground it in that simple movement of mindfulness, you open to the possibility that Thich Nhat Hanh was on to something, that compassion isn't like having things figured out, it's an energy. It's an energy that can touch what's coming up, including what hurts, in a way that conveys care, love, inclusion. 
that lets you know without words, this is okay. This too is worthy of interest and care. And so that's our practice. And we're tiptoeing into, uh, it can feel like going into a scary cave or something. But we're going with this light, this light of awareness, this energy of compassion. And we discover as we go that our stability, our groundedness, doesn't depend on something outside of ourselves. But it's right here in the warmth and life inside us. In this presence, this mindfulness, this energy of compassion. Does that help? And it can be super helpful to, for all of us now, speaking to everybody, to make your practice even more simple, elemental, like just coming back to the body with an attitude of kind appreciation, coming to pay attention to all my emotional reactions with kindness and appreciation. Thank you. Thank you for taking care of me. That's simple. And we want to make things more complicated, a lot more busy. But um, I had an exchange with a, a dear friend of mine yesterday about it trip. I asked her about a trip and she said it, there was a lot of doing. It was like really busy and I meant to share and now I will share something that applies to practice and to travel to life. I once heard that John Lennon and Yoko now went to Japan and they um, decided to practice doing less and less. And they always stayed with me so that I made it like a principle when I travel to do less than I can. And in practice too, to notice that there is this impulse to to do something more, to make it fancier, or to speed it up, or to, you know, push it to a conclusion. I want resolution. And instead of that, to do something that's completely the reverse. How little can I do? And it doesn't mean lie down and go to sleep, or 
take a trip and then just stay in the hotel and sleep. It means just being with life, with your life. In practice, it means come back to the body, feel the body being breathed. Like not even trying to make a deeper breath. Notice it has a life of its own. Notice life coming in so that the more gentle, the more small we make our efforts, the more we begin to see. The more we begin to sense. the more we can be with. And we begin to discover that this thing called waking up is actually maybe possibly a descent into our lives. with attention, with this light of awareness that is inherently compassionate and wise. Hi, Tracy. I really appreciate when you, on that note, talk about not taking a time of not striving. Um, I work for a corporation and it seems like we always have things like goals, learning zone, everything to improve ourselves and to do more and to do more and to have growth and to do this. And it becomes exhausting. And so to have a, a space where we just come and relax and not just relax but to to actually hear the word stop striving is very comforting so i just wanted to thank you for that yeah. well thank you thank you and yeah it can seem radical and and frankly even mindfulness has become an industry and let's face it it's been weaponized. You know, we become mindful so we can become more productive and all these things. But at the same time, at any given moment, we can do, and nobody has to even know about it, this radical thing of just stopping, stopping, striving, stopping, and noticing what's present what's here. Beginning to see that this wisdom of doing less makes us open, in a sense, to something more.
And that when our striving, we're actually often just captive to thinking. And when we don't strive or we let ourselves be still or be open, however we're putting language on it, we become sensitive to things from other parts of ourselves and in life, a deeper intelligence. Yeah. And it doesn't actually hurt our productivity. <laughs> I'm actually supposed to be in a creative field after all. So it's like when you're when you're forced with all the other things, sometimes it can just clamp you down and freeze you up. So freeze yeah. you up, not freeze. freeze yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like is the whole culture shot through with this. And so that it's all the more important to have a space like this in the sangha. Mm -hmm. that, um, even in terms of like energy of compassion. And I think this whole culture, we come back, I'm, I'm saying like Tignanat would talk about people, like bodhisattvas would go into the most painful places in the world, uh, war zones and so on, but then they would, come back to the Sangha for healing, um, to resource themselves and replenish before they go out again. And these young people who wanted to be like Bodhisattvas, and I think all of us, because we live in a culture that's mad, in a sense, um, uh, need to make this effort or have a space and a place where we practice on our own, but we can also enjoy being with the energy of other people who seeking to be present, to stop striving, to open to life in a new way. And it, discovering that this doesn't mean becoming inert and uncaring, but just the opposite. It's letting ourselves learn to notice relationships, to be more porous in a sense, real sense. To give ourselves the space and care we need to be fully alive and responsive to life.
and it's so interesting to notice as we go out in the world what it's like to think of some simple thing that may have touched us. A cup of tea, cup of coffee, solo or with a friend, or you're at a museum, a single artwork or a couple, not the whole thing. And not maybe what you thought about it, but just how it made you feel. And notice that we're giving ourselves space and permission to be with our own lives. It's connecting with a greater intelligence. And you were speaking about doing creative work. There is something about just being with ourselves. It's connecting with creation with life. And it helps, supports us. And one of the deeper truths in this tradition is that we live in a world of interconnection. Thich Nhat Hanh called it interbeing. We're connected to life and to each other. And it's hard to know that when we never give ourselves a break, when we're so busy thinking. And if we just dare to do this radical thing of just sitting there like a rock <laughs> or lying there with giving ourselves this blanket permission to just be just like this. That, that slowly, sometimes it can take a while. It's like adopting a dog from a shelter. Yet, given enough care and time, we begin to notice what touches us what's present. We can spend um, the last five minutes in meditation and sending loving kindness. So we just take a comfortable seat. And let yourself just be present. And let your eyes close. And notice that you're here without looking out of your eyes. present, alive, 
And if you wish, you can put two hands in your heart space. Feeling real gratitude for your heart, for your physical heart that pumps blood and keeps you alive. And for the heart outside of your heart, your heart consciousness, heart awareness, that part of you that wishes to be here, to be present, to be alive. And we let ourselves feel so much gratitude for our own basic goodness. For how hard we've tried in this life, in every which way. Thank you, life. And we feel great gratitude for this practice, for this mindfulness, this presence, and for all the teachings and teachers that have kept it alive and brought it to us. And we place ourselves right in the center of our circle and let that circle include the whole cosmos. Understanding that we are part of the cosmos, it's in us, in all ourselves. Star stuff, ocean stuff, fire, earth. And we let our radiant kindness, our good wishes shine out all directions, all around ourselves offering the wishes, may we all be safe and protected from all, all hurt, all kinds of hurt and harm. May we all be well as well as we can be, given what we have to deal with. May we all be at ease, every one, every plant, every animal, rock, tree, star. May we all know that we belong, that we are lovable and worthy of interest. And may all beings everywhere, without exception, 
ultimately be free. Thank you so much for your practice, for showing up here, for your contributions that allow me to offer this without a fixed charge. So appreciated. And for, for your lives, I'm so glad that you're here. And take very good care of yourselves. I look forward to seeing you next time. And Wednesday or Friday or Sunday. Take good care. Bye bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thank Tracy. You, everyone. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy.